0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: All right. It's time for another exciting edition of uh, Jamie Eisenberg. Of course, Jamie's with CBSSports.com and CBS HQ and CBS Sports Radio. You can catch his show on Saturday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, Eye on Fantasy, on the network. And every Friday night for... Like two decades, he's been on Pharrell on the bench doing his fantasy genius. And it's incredible at how great he is at it. He just absolutely shreds everyone. I mean to tell you, you suck so bad at running your fantasy league. Even my son, how bad does he suck, Mafia, with all the tri- 57 trades a day? What's wrong with the kid?
1: It's been like five straight nights asking us about trades and pickups and everything. There's,
2: so- there's something wrong with the kid. You know, if he just would call the show and talk to Jamie, he'd win all his leagues and take everyone's money. I just don't understand these people. What is wrong with the audience? You're a loser. Your picks suck. Your fantasy moves suck. Your fantasy trades suck. Your fantasy who to start, who to sit suck. I mean, you're a mess. Just give up already. Call now. Talk to Jamie. Get it right. Win your league. Get a hottie. Everyone knows what happens. Call Jamie. Get a hottie. Call Jamie. Get a hottie. It works. Jamie, how you doing, buddy?
0: Uh,
1: Apparently I'm doing great. How are you?
2: You are doing great. Uh, Now that we've established how great we're doing, no one has to ask us how we're doing. Mafia, you doing good? Wonderful. Carver, hi. How you doing back in New York? Great. It sounds like it. Jesus. Grim Reaper. What about the Mad Hatter? How are you doing, Mad Hatter? Good, buddy. Everybody seems like they're doing good, even though Carver Eyes lying. Uh, let's, uh, are we ready to take some uh, action here? Here we go. Call the show. Talk to Jamie. Win your league. Todd in D.C. Uh, you're on the bench.
0: Hey, Jamie. Uh, quick question about uh, Tom Brady. With his elbow issue, would you start him or Sam Darnold also in the flex? Would you start John Brown or Darius Geis? Thanks. I still think Brady's going to be fine. I can't imagine, you know, that they're going to put him out there if he's not 100% or close to it. You know, they played this game with the injury report before, so I- I'd be fine with him. It's
2: best. Did we lose him? All right, I guess we lost him. There you go. Very exciting. Uh, that didn't go well. Uh, did Carbohyd, did he drop off or something? Did we lose the entire broadcast? All right, there you go. Uh, so uh, I, you know, I'm in Vegas. I can't see these things happening, so I have no idea. All right, Jamie, go ahead. Let's go to uh, David in Florida. I don't know what the hell happened there, but it was not good. I felt like I got kicked in the onions. <laughs> go ahead, David in Florida. What is happening
0: here? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Uh, yes, um, Jamie, I want you to help me with my bench players. Tell me if you uh, if you like them. Should I should I change someone? I got JD McKissick. Y'all told me to pick up. Bo Scarborough, I got Alexander Madison, Raquel Armstead, Jonathan Williams, which y'all told me to pick up, and he's on my freaking bench with 22 points, Uh, Pat Laird, and uh, Emmanuel Sanders. What do you think about that, uh, all my bench players? I mean, he has some, you know, lottery tickets there. Madison would be one, you know, maybe Armstead too, if, uh, if something happens to Fournette. So, you know, that's good Good options there. And, and, and like you said, you have Williams, who, you know, did a great job last night. And hopefully Sanders will be fine with the rib injury. So you got a good bench there. You know, those are the type of players that you want to have, guys, that you can rely on. And then also players that if uh, something happens, you can have some, some league winners there. Just real quick on the previous caller. Go with Brady and go with Darius, guys. I think it's going to be a breakout game for guys this week.
2: So um, let me ask you this question: I saw this uh, this uh, Brady elbow questionable type stuff today because I'm not in, I'm not privy to all the skinny. I'm in, I'm in Vegas at a boxing event. Is that accurate? Is he okay? What's the deal?
0: I haven't seen anything to the you know scenario of him not playing, and we know what they've done with the injury report before with Brady, you know with the shoulder every week. So as long as he's out there, I think he'll be fine. He's been good at home every game this year. Um, the Cowboys have struggled on the road. So without Vander Esch, I think Brady's going to have a big game. All
2: right, call the show, 855-212-4227, to talk to Jamie Antoine in Oakland, Cali.
0: Fellas, fellas, okay, let's see.
2: So a running back spot, I need to fill with uh, Sonny Michelle.
0: Uh, I got Scarborough picked up and uh, Snell and – the other guy from Pittsburgh who can't run the ball, sitting there they looking at me? Which one do I pick for running back and for flex Do I rock, Ridley
2: or um, Crowder?
0: Love Ridley this week. Uh, the Bucs are terrible against uh, everything that anybody throws against them. So Ridley's coming off a big game, and, and I think Matt Ryan lights them up with, with Ridley having a big spot. Um, if you just need one running back, I'd go with Samuels. Um, like you said, he has a hard time running the ball, but he does a great job catching the ball. And so I think they'll use him quite a bit. Um, if you need two, I would go with Samuels and Scarborough because what he did last week, I think he'll build on with the 14 carries and finding the end zone. All
2: right, Antoine, have a great weekend. John and Shabalab. J-Mo, three
0: fingers, shag-a-doo. Oh,
2: shag-a-doo. Uh
0: So against their matchup, Tevin Coleman, Aaron Jones, Jalen Samuel. Love your show, Jay. Uh I would rank them Aaron Jones, Tevin Coleman, Jalen Samuel's. and in non-PPR. In PPR, I would go with Jones. Samuels, Coleman, I think Aaron Jones is going to have a huge game against the
2: 49ers. All right, uh, Johnny, have a great weekend. I hope you uh, win your fantasy league. 855 uh, 212 what are you waiting for? Don't be nervous. Don't be shy. Grab a cold one. Crack it. Call Jamie. Rich in, uh, by the time I get to racially profiled Arizona.
0: Yeah, Jamie, I got a couple for you. I got a PPR league only pertaining to the running backs, but I need to know Josh Allen or Tom Brady, Uh, Pittsburgh defense or Bears defense, and then uh, Jalen Samuels or Kareem Hunt? I'd go Samuels over Hunt. Uh, I think, again, without James Conner in there, he should be good. I would go Brady over Allen uh, as long as he's healthy, which I would expect that to be the case. And then I would go any defense playing Ryan Finley. So you get the Steelers this week. That should be a good spot for them.
2: All right, Rich. Uh, Let's go to uh, Dave in Wisconsin. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey guys, uh, my
0: season rides on this weekend. At quarterback, Breeze or Wilson, and if I lose, I'm going to have to sleep with Pharrell's wife. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's awesome.
0: That's uh, man, that's a tough call. I think I would stick with Breeze. Um, home game for them. He's always in play and, and, and should do really well. And uh, Russell Wilson should be fine, also. But you know, give the Eagles' secondary some credit. After being just terrible all year long, the last three or four weeks they've actually been a lot better. So I think it's just an easier spot for Breeze playing at home.
2: All right, uh, David, uh, let's go to uh, Greenville, Pennsylvania, and my boy Mike.
0: Hey, I don't care how you guys are doing. i got a fantasy question. Half-point awesome. PPR. Who do I
2: start? <laughs> my flex.
0: Uh, Devontae Parker, David Montgomery, John Brown, or Darius <laughs> Geis? And between the Saints' defense and Baltimore's defense, who do I choose? Yeah, uh, sounds like you've been paying attention. Good job. Um, I go with the Ravens, you know, the <laughs> Jared Goff is just not playing very well right now, and that defense is clicking, so – I think that's uh, that's the easy one to go with there. Um, if you just need one guy, I think Devontae Parker is hard to overlook. He's been so consistent. Seven straight games with 11 or more PPR points. Um, he's been, you know, five touchdowns uh, over that span. So, with the Dolphins, you know, obviously having a bad season, he's actually shined and had a breakout year. All
2: right, uh, Mike, be cool. That was great. That was funny. I like someone with a little bit of edge there. Dave in Green Bay, you're on the bench.
0: Yeah, half-point PPR uh, Calvin Ridley or Tyler Lockett? Man, I, I like both guys a lot. Um, You know, I, I think you always look at Lockett, and he has the, probably the highest ceiling of uh, of a lot of receivers. Anytime he steps on the field, he can go for, you know, 102 touchdowns. But I think Ridley's probably a little bit safer, you know, with Lockett dealing with that leg injury, the fact that he's missed the time of practice coming off of a bye. Who knows if he has any sort of setback. So Ridley should have a chance for a big game. Both guys are really going to have uh, a chance for a big game. I feel bad that you have to bench one, but – um, Ceiling play would probably be Lockett. Floor play would be Ridley. Both should have, uh, you know, good performance though in Week 12. All
2: right, let's try uh, Eddie in Louisiana in the bayou. Go ahead, Ed. All
1: right, what's going on? Yes, I, I have a question for my quarterback. I got Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan, and my running back is um, uh, Mark Ingram and uh, Austin Eckler.
0: Well, your running back is easy. Uh, Eckler's on a bye, so just play Mark Ingram. And then quarterbacks, I think it's kind of easy, too. Uh, Rodgers has not been the same quarterback uh, this year. Uh, The offense is operating differently. And the 49ers' defense has been really good. So uh, I think you look at Matt Ryan against Tampa Bay, that's just one of the best matchups that you can find, not just this week, but of the season. So I would take my chances with Ryan way ahead of Aaron Rodgers this week.
2: Eight five five two one two four two two seven is the number to get on the bench. So uh, let me ask you about uh, the Falcons for a second. So Matt Ryan, all of a sudden they they look good, like the team that everyone thought they were going to be after their disastrous first half of the season. Now all of a sudden they're winning and turning it around and they're lighting it up. So you like buying in on that kind of trend?
0: Well, I think what we've seen is the defense has really turned things around. You know, that's been the, I I think, for the team. For the offense, it's actually been a little bit of a downturn, mostly because they haven't been chasing points to the degree that we saw earlier this year. They've just been more confident offensively. So I think this is one of those games where the scoreboard lights up a little bit because Tampa Bay is just so bad at defending the pass, so Ryan can kind of do whatever he wants to. And then we'll see if this defense can continue to play at the level that they have. You know, it's a little bit skewed because they gave up field goals instead of touchdowns to the Saints in the game two weeks ago. And then Kyle Allen, who's been so interception-prone, you know, he gave up four of them last week. So have they really turned the corner, or did they just get kind of lucky at the right time?
2: So do you like, um, in that uh, Cowboys-Patriots game, who do you like on on Dallas's side there on the road? Anybody?
0: I mean, you've got to love Ezekiel Elliott. The, the Patriots, the one weakness that we've seen from them is defending the run when they've been faced with a team that can do different things. You know, like last week, for example, Philly really has been struggling because of the receivers been have been banged up so it was kind of easy to, to sort of stack the, the against the run especially without Jordan Howard in there but I think Zeke has the chance to sort of carry the team if he can get going I think he will and then Dak I think is you know he's, he's having an MVP season you know give him credit uh we'll see how he does if one of his guys is taken away because I do think that Gilmore's probably going to take away either Cooper or Gallup most likely Cooper so I think this is a game where Zeke's got to catch the ball in the backfield Randall Cobb Jason Witt you know the the third, fourth options have to step up and help the Cowboys uh, move the ball. Off.
2: So uh, do you like uh, now that like we saw Trubisky get hurt and, uh, you know, that situation is sticky and then the Giants, this guy uh, Jones, he, he does put up some numbers, but, you know, they don't win or anything, but that that's neither here nor there, right, in fantasy. So do you like that kid playing against uh, the Bears at all? Do, would, would you recommend him at all or do you think you stay away from them?
0: I try and stay away from him for a couple of reasons. One, it's, you know, the Bears, the one thing that they've struggled with is against the run. Their pass defense has still been very good. And you still have an offensive line that's shaky for the Giants. I know they're getting guys back with Sterling Shepard playing, but still no Evan Ingram. So I think it's going to be a tough game for Daniel Jones this week. He's got some favorable matchups moving forward. If you're stuck at quarterback, you know, one thing I think you look for, at least the one guy I think you look for, uh, Jeff Driscoll. You, know, you want to talk about uh, fantasy versus reality his fantasy numbers have been very good the last two weeks and he's facing a Washington defense that clearly has struggled all year long so if you're looking for like a a, a a guy to pick up off off the waiver wire and help you this week Jeff Driscoll will be that guy. All
2: right, we'll get into the second half of your calls with Jamie Eisenberg of com and CBS HQ and CBS Sports Radio. Uh, coming up, and so get on the phones, you nincompoops, 855 212 with all your fantasy questions. What are you waiting for? It's Pharrell on a Bench from the MGM in Las Vegas. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right, back in Vegas, and uh, the fans are clamoring for Jamie Eisenberg like they often do. He's the man, and everybody knows it, and I just have to step aside and let the man come through. All right, uh, Jamie, here we go. Uh, Scott in Pittsburgh, PA, on the fan. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Gentlemen, how are you? I've, I'm in a PPR league. I have two spots I can play any of these. I have three guys for two spots,
0: Ertz, Olson, and Scarborough. Which two should I play? I didn't hear the first two names. I'm sorry. Zach Ertz, Greg Olsen, or Scarborough? Yeah, Zach Ertz is a must for me. Um It's a tough call. I think I'd probably go Scarborough over Olsen just with the the setup of, you know, he should have an opportunity for 14, 15, maybe 20 carries if things go well for the Lions, and Washington's run defense has not been good, so I think Scarborough's a little better spot than Olsen.
2: All right, there you go, Scotty. Have a good weekend. Uh, I think it's – is it – what is his name, Mafia? I don't know what that is. Jose in Houston. Yeah, hello.
0: I'm in a PPR league, and I need a drop – Two of these uh, three players, uh, Matthew Stafford, Philip Dorsett, or Adrian Peterson. I need a quarterback and a tight end. So the, but the other quarterbacks that are available are Kyle Allen, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and yeah,
2: that's pretty much I I am like I have no idea what's going on here bro. Uh, I really don't honestly that was like the worst call ever. Honestly, give me whatever, give I, him a half ass answer like his half ass question.
0: I would drop Stafford for sure and then I'd probably drop Peterson just because with Thompson back and now guys uh his touches are probably going to be limited and, and Dorsett Dorset may be needed with the new out and then if those are your only quarterback choices go with Fitzpatrick because he's always going to, you know, sort of find his way into some some production every now and then.
2: No offense, I'm not trying to be mean, but that was like torture. I felt like, honestly, like someone was cutting my finger off. Alex in Arizona. Alex! Jesus. Go to Derek in Virginia, for
1: Christ's sakes. Hey, what's going on, fellas? I, I need to start one of these quarterbacks. I have Jimmy G. Baker and Jared Goff on my
0: roster. Jeff Driscoll is also out there on the waiver wire. Who should I start? Yeah, I love Baker this week. Uh, you know, he's played well fantasy-wise the last two games, and he gets tough matchups against Buffalo and Pittsburgh, and now he gets the Dolphins. They just put two more members of their secondary on IR, so it's a great setup for Baker. I think Odell goes off. Jarvis Landry should have a big game. It's, it's all set up for Baker to play well here, so you're in good shape.
2: All right, there you go, buddy. Uh, Shane in Idaho, you're on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. So I know the Steelers have been a dumpster fire, but a guy in my league dropped Juju. Should I drop Debo Samuel to pick up Juju? I've got the top waiver. Yeah, I probably would do that. You know, I, look, he's not the guy that we thought because the quarterback's not the guy that we thought. But um, if you're just looking at it, you know, Debo's had a nice little stretch here, but that's been without Kittle on the field. It's been without Sanders, you know, for a full game. When everybody's healthy, he's clearly third fiddle. I still think they're going to need you to do a couple games down the stretch, so I'd rather have Juju on my roster than Debo Samuel. All
2: right, Shane, have a great weekend. Uh, let's try Tom in the Steel City on the van. You're on a bench. Hey, I need two of five wide receivers, non-PPR. I have um, Brown. Oh, Let's see, who else? I have, oh, <laughs> what the heck. It is uh, so unbelievable that you people call up <laughs> so here and don't know what you want five. to ask. I Brown, Sanders, and McLaren. All right, there you go.
0: (laughs) I'd play Brown and and, uh, Sanders if that's your choices. But Brown was great last week. He's going to struggle against Chris Harris, but he's still uh, probably the best one of what you have, and hopefully Sanders is fine with that rib injury. So those would be the two I'd go with. All
2: right, here, I'm going to do my version of some of the calls tonight. Here we go. (laughs) Uh, listen uh Jamie uh I have uh non uh, I need a two uh flags I have um let's see uh, Leo um I uh, uh, let me hold on Ryan oh, hold on hold on hold on I'm getting another call I'll be hold on one second, don't hang up Uh where was I uh water oh, hold on no oh, uh, let's see. Uh, Aaron Raj, um, uh, 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 uh Where's my nine Glock? I mean, honestly, I'm gonna stick a gun in my mouth listening to these people tonight. Like, do you not have an idea of who you want to ask him about when you're calling in here? Do you just want to pick your nose? I mean, it's unbelievable to me. Like, I want to smash my face into a mirror. Honestly, James <laughs> in Boise. <laughs> I'll try to better. Thanks. I mean honestly, you no know I'm right. I mean it's been a just, a just an absolute disaster. Oh my god, now this guy's disappeared. Are you going to talk? Oh my god, Eric in Illinois. This has been the worst segment <laughs> of my life. Honestly, I want to kill myself.
0: <laughs> hey guys, two quick questions. Uh standardly Goff or Daniel Jones and also defense, uh, Baltimore or Jacksonville this week?
2: Thank God you're sane.
0: I'd go Baltimore for sure. Um, first, if, check to see if Driscoll's available. If you can find Jeff Driscoll, I'd pick him up. Um, if these are your only two choices, you know, Daniel Jones might be in a better spot than, than Jared Goff. I, I, I probably would still play golf, but it would not shock me if Daniel Jones has the better performance simply because he's coming off a of bye. Chicago, who knows how they feel right now with their offense struggling as bad as it is. Um, I just think Goff is going to be, you know, in a tough But You know what? If you're playing the Ravens defense, go play Daniel Jones so you avoid the mess of uh, your quarterback and your defense, you know, sort of negating each other.
2: Yeah, I don't think that, uh, like, Goff are, – are you going to tell me – because, you know, all these other guys are like, uh, he's, you know, he's a – you know, he's – He's absolutely a bust. This guy, that guy, they're always, you know, a guy has a, a couple bad games like he's finished, he's terrible. But I don't actually believe. Do you really believe that Goff cuz I, saw, I I saw him throwing some nice bombs in, in, you know, a game the other night and you know, they got called back or whatever he threw a bomb and I don't think that guy's lost. Do you think he's not good still? Like do Not people,
0: not, not at all. I don't I don't think he's a bust. I don't think he's lost. it. I think it's a tough spot because you know, they, they've they been trying to, you know, fix some holes, and they can't fix the hole in the offensive line. And he's a rhythm quarterback. He's gone now a stretch of games, which is going to help him, getting Cooks back. Robert Woods was a surprise active last week. You know, Todd Gurley's clearly not been the same. So they've been trying to just manage to get some wins. So I don't think as a quarterback he's a bust. I think he's just, like you said, having a bad stretch of games. And he's got to play the Ravens. Look, the Ravens are on a different level right now than anybody else. They're just playing unbelievable football right. offensively, defensively. And so... You know, just for this week, I think he's going to struggle once again.
2: Do you think that the Ravens can win the Super Bowl?
0: I do. You know, I, I mean, we've seen them go toe-to-toe with New England and look better. It was in their building, so we'll see how they do if they have to go to Foxborough. But with the way that, you know, the the trade to get Marcus Peters to add another piece to that secondary, now with Jimmy Smith back and the way Humphrey's played, um, with what Lamar Jackson's doing, if he can stay healthy, you know, that's going to be the biggest key. Uh, you don't want to see him get hurt, but... They're, uh, they're they're doing a lot of great things, both sides of the ball. It's hard to uh, overlook that
2: right now. All right, Jay in New Jersey, two more. Jay, go ahead. You're on the bench.
0: What's good, guys? Hey, Jamie, four points for passing touchdown. I can't start Prescott or Josh Allen, or I can drop uh, Allen and uh, pick up uh, Mayfield against Miami or uh, that guy from uh, the Lions, Driscoll. What do you think? You know, it's uh, it's it, it, it's interesting with the scoring because clearly Josh Allen and even Jeff Driscoll, he's run for 88 yards the last two weeks is uh, you know both good options. I would probably drop Allen though and pick up Baker. I just think Baker's gonna have a big game against Miami and you know he could go for three touchdowns. It wouldn't surprise me. You know maybe better than that. You know the offense looks uh, like what we saw earlier this season last week against Josh Allen. So I think Baker's probably your best bet there. And Josh Allen's schedule right now is not looking pretty moving forward.
2: All right. Last but not least, Lee in Green Bay. He's outside Lambo drinking beer.
0: Hey, how's it going, guys?
2: Hey, dude.
0: Uh, just looking to fill my RB two slot. Uh, one point uh, PPR league. Uh, Ronald Jones, Jamal Williams, or Philip Lindsay. I love Philip Lindsay this week. I-, I think he's gonna have a monster game. Buffalo's biggest problem on the defensive side of the ball is defending the run. They've given up a, a touchdown or 100 total yards to running back in every game this year. And lastly, we saw Lindsay play the most uh, snaps that he played all season long. So they're phasing out Royce Freeman a little bit. So if if Lindsay has a chance for a big game, uh, this is the big week to do so, even on the road against Buffalo.
2: Jamie, I got to tell you, like, uh, so I I buried my uh, father-in-law on uh, I think what was it Tuesday, Mafia? and uh, I have to tell you that the funeral was more uh, you know f- fulfilling for me than the uh, callers tonight. <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> I had more fun at the funeral.
2: <laughs> I mean, honestly... <laughs> Mavi, you know I'm right. The funeral, you were there. It was better with the taps and everything and the soldiers, the military there and the flag to the widow. It was better than the callers. Tonight. Yeah,
1: everybody was on point with that. Thank they you. They were doing insane.
2: The funeral was way better And sure. than the uh, callers tonight. Thanks so much for the callers. I mean, everyone's on heroin. Uh, listen, uh, Jamie, you're the man. I love you. You're the best. Let's just leave it at that. Have a great show tomorrow night at 10 on CBS Sports Radio. Have a great weekend. Screw the Gators. Screw you. <laughs> Uh, Enjoy your trip there. Again, I'm sorry for your loss,
0: and uh, as usual, go Gators. All
2: right, thanks. Jamie Eisenberg's the best. He's got the best show and the best fantasy advice in the world. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right, back in Vegas. So, uh, one thing I want to talk to you about, Mafia, really quick is uh, the tremendous bet you just hit. Because, uh, you know, I was all over that bet, too. We were in the sportsbook together. You were, yeah. And we were just basically breaking down three or four games that we wanted to bet on.
1: Right, because we got there after the early games that started right. on the East Coast. And even after, like, the 8 o'clock, the Oklahoma City-Laker game was already started. So, we really had those four games that started nine or later, East Coast time. So,
2: basically, we were riding on the games we were worried about were Rockets-Clippers... Uh, Lakers, La- Lakers, Thunder, but you you were too late by a minute, and right. I and I told you, I said because you were ready to bet the Lakers, I and, I said, the Lakers, and right. I said take the four and a half. They played them, beat them by five in L.A., and the game was great. And Schroeder was just absolutely going off. He hates the Lakers. Like they were getting testy, and then I was like, I like that four and a half in uh, Oak City, and they uh, obviously uh, they lost by three and covered. And then the other games that we were talking about were. The Cavs and Mavs, and, Correct, we stayed, w- and we stayed away from it.
1: Actually, no, I bet the I bet the Cavs on that one stupidly. Oh, so you got burned, you know? Because went up from nine and a half to ten and a half, and I didn't think the Mavs were that good. You know, they're they got some good players, but they're playing double digits to another bad team, I didn't think they were going to cover. And, and then you out. bet?
2: Did you bet the Warriors Jazz or stay away from it? I did. I
1: bet both those two. I bet light, and I bet the the uh, Jazz to win, cover the fifteen and a half, and they were leading by twenty with like nine minutes left in the game, and then screwed around, let them come back, and barely won.
2: They beat them by four. And then, but the big bet you made was the biggest bet you made, uh, the Celtics?
1: The Celtics and Houston plus five and a half for the two you know, bigger bets. Okay, well, just those. so
2: you know, the, the, the Rockets are down four at the half. Right. So they're alive. Still in the realm. And then the Celtics just covered. They lost by four. And that was a great ending. And great then, back and forth. And then you covered that with getting five, and they lost by four. We knew that you hit the bet. The big story coming out of Denver tonight was not that the – Nuggets won or the, the Celtics covered. It was that Kemba Walker got injured.
1: Yeah, he was stretchered out. They were worried about his neck. He came down hard. They thought that it was a, a very serious injury. They took him out, obviously. Like I said, on the stretcher, brought in to the hospital, checked him out. Everybody was tweeting out, you know, concern for him. People around the league were sending their support. And luckily, it seems like he is, uh, you know, relatively okay. The neck's fine and that it was just, you know, concussion-like symptoms.
2: So I ended up, let's just uh, look at it this way. There were a lot of games tonight, and I, it would appear to me that I did pretty well. Like all things being equal, in the betting, because uh, I, now you're counting them up and everything. I don't know.
1: Was it a good night? Eleven and three so far. Oh no, I'm sorry. Eleven, twelve and four right now.
2: Twelve and four in the NBA. I've sucked so bad. I'm so sorry that I, I got four wrong out of sixteen. I got twelve and four. So here's the deal. Um, and and what did I tell you, Mafia, last night when I did them? Because I had a really bad day yesterday—not betting, but a bad day in like life.
1: Actually, fourteen to four because we didn't have that Denver uh, one in there yet. So fourteen to four right now.
2: 14 of 4, four. So I hit fourteen out of eighteen bets in the NBA, and when we and I did them last you night, did them
1: pretty quickly, you know, because you know what you're doing. But you were worried, you were a little unfocused because of things going on, obviously, with all the stuff going on at home. Right. That you're a little out of it and you know, not sleeping. So. You're worried that you just screwed them up by going too quick,
2: right? Because I said to you that I am very worried about these bets. Right, you
1: had me checking before I put them up. You are know, making sure. I didn't, I didn't trust myself. Yeah,
2: I said to you, you need to look at them because I don't feel good, and I I'm tired. I, I haven't slept in 30 hours, and I just don't feel that I did a good job. And I don't I don't I was in a hurry, and I was stressed out, I had a lot going on at home with problems. Uh, I got. People calling me on the phone, giving me all their BS. I had a horrible day. Did I not have a you horrible? Did. Absolutely. I had a, the worst day I've had in a long time. Right. The travel
1: day is always tough as it is with the no sleep and getting here and having to do stuff with interviews and whatnot. Like really, there is no letdown when we first get here. We got work, work, work until later on. Maybe you grab a little. So bit So then of snap. I get
2: body slammed with this phone call. Right. So
1: that you couldn't even nap like you usually do. for I an never hour napped. Or two. Once
2: I got that phone call, my life was ruined. Couldn't
1: sleep on the plane because it was turbulence every forty right. minutes.
2: So I did not feel good. Going into those bets, and I said to you, "You got to look at them because I, I'm too tired. I go, I don't feel good about the bets. I'm, I'm very worried. I'm going to screw this up for the fans because FarellOnA bench dot com means a lot to me and the fans, the customers. I want everyone to win their bets, and I want everybody to make a bunch of money. And a bench dot com is more important than oxygen and water. So if you sign up, you're going to make a lot of money. That's all there is to it. Hide the money from your wife. Get my football plays; they're all posted for college and pro. And then hoops. I just went 14 and four in the NBA. College hoops. I've been raking all season. Hockey. The other night, Tuesday, 11 and two. I mean, uh, the fights, boxing, MMA. I give you everything. You name it. PharrellOnTheBench.com delivers every day. Sign up today. And um, remember, hide the money from your wife. It's very important because she will take the cash and run and get a lover. So, anyway, that's good. I split the NHL tonight because I hit the Penguins, and I went with your Rangers on the road against crappy Ottawa, and they couldn't win. After they looked so good against the Capitals, what's their problem?
1: Yeah, we talked about that on the air last night. I warned that was you know, let down game. They looked so good the last couple of games, but now they're going on the road to Ottawa. Ottawa beat them up uh, like uh, two weeks ago at the Garden, and they just completely flopped. Obviously, that trip to Canada took something out of them because they were terrible.
2: So, uh, Carver High Saturday. Uh, tomorrow night, the Islanders go on uh, uh, the uh, West Coast swing and they start with a game in uh, San Jose at the tank against the sharks. Now, the sharks are playing five hundred hockey they 've been playing better lately, and uh, I think they may have i think they won an overtime over the uh, Vegas last night or something like that they did and then uh, but they 're playing pretty good, but there 's no one playing better than the islanders they 're the hottest team in hockey. They may very well be the best team in hockey. Right now, you know, the Capitals and Islanders are the two best teams in hockey, without a doubt. There's a lot of people that believe the Islanders are the best team in hockey, without a doubt. There are people that believe that. Do you believe that the way they haven't lost in a month and a half... That they are going to go out west and just keep sizzling and go beat the sharks and because everyone they face they kill they beat everyone the only team that gives them any problems at all is the Penguins and they still beat them every time they play them in overtime it takes overtime to beat them they blow leads against them whatever but are they going to go out west and keep this up or are they going to go out west and it's all going to come to an end
3: I think that they'll lose one of the three games out west I don't know which one it's going to be could be you know tomorrow night in San Jose could be Monday night in Anaheim or or, you know, even the King game Wednesday. But that is a tough trip for the East Coast teams to go through the three uh, California teams swing. I just got a feeling by the time they head home uh, next week for Thanksgiving that the streak will probably be over.
2: Well, I think the Sharks are the, believe it or not, you won't probably like this, but I think the Sharks and Kings are problematic because in reality, the, the LA Kings silently, no one even knows this, but silently they've been playing really good hockey over the last three weeks. They've been winning. They have. So the Sharks are winning all of a sudden, and the Kings are winning all of a sudden, but the Ducks aren't.
3: It's a very tough trip.
2: It that's a tough trip because I think the uh, the game in San Jose tomorrow night will be difficult, but I think they can win that game. I think the sucker play might be that L.A. King game where they would think this is going to be a piece of cake and then the Kings might nip them.
3: And that's also a game where they could be looking at, you know, that's the night before Thanksgiving. You're in Los Angeles. You're trying right. to get home to your family the next afternoon.
2: And you get burned. Uh,
3: yeah. And, and, but look, you know what? They're 15-0-1 in their last 16 games, so I really can't put anything past them right now. I've thought in the last week they were going to lose two or three times. And they keep winning, so.
2: So now that they've done this, and they've, uh, you know, had this run, I mean, the bottom line is there's no stopping them in terms of. I mean, they're just automatic for the playoffs. I mean, I they I cannot see any team ever going fifteen zero and one and not making the playoffs. Yeah, if
3: you have a streak like this, you better make the playoffs, and they will. Um, but the unfortunate thing for them is they've had this streak of sixteen games, and they're still not in first because. The Capitals have been just as good as them over the last month. Now, they have four games or five games in hand in them, whatever that is. But um, the Capitals. Who's got four four or five in hand? The the Capitals have played four more than the Islanders so far. Really? Yes. So, um, you know, obviously you you work that in, the games in hand factor. uh, But the Islanders are still in second place. It just is what it is.
2: Can you even believe that you've actually had that streak and that you haven't passed them? That's insanity.
3: That's the tough part about it. You look at it and you go, wow, they haven't lost a game in regulation in over a month and you're still sitting in second place. It's, and it's not like they've got a lot of separation between the teams below them either. They're, I mean, Carolina's, I think, uh, five points back of them. The Flyers are like seven. So it's not like there's been uh, you know, a huge gap that they've put them. But at least they've put a gap with the teams that are out of the playoffs right now. So that's a good thing.
2: Do you um, do you think that um, I don't think it matters who has a home ice because I don't believe that it um, I don't think it matters anymore, believe it or not, in in hockey where they play the games because you're either you're either good or you aren't and they. Like the Islanders aren't afraid to play anywhere, and and neither are the Capitals. I don't believe that you know. I just don't buy the whole home ice nonsense anymore. It's just I think there's the just be- a
3: few places left where you can maybe say a little bit. I mean, you looked at the, those two games that the Pens played at the Nassau Coliseum last year in that first round, and then they stupidly moved the games to the Barclay Center. I mean, you could find a couple of barns around the around the league where maybe there's a slight edge, but you're right. Pretty much, it's even. You know, wherever you play.
2: Do you, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, uh, who do you think has that edge? Like, because I'll tell you, last night, like, the Sharks beat the the Knights in Vegas, and everybody's always talking about how great this Vegas team is, and I actually, believe it or not, I don't think they're that good this year. I think they've looked really average. I think Fleury's been off a little bit. They've been losing overtime games. They've been losing games, and I, I just, I don't feel as, I think that's a great arena, But I don't feel they have that edge right now that they had before where they were playing at home and they win every game.
3: Yeah, it doesn't seem like it right now. It it seems like they've gotten off to a rough start. But if I remember last year, they weren't great in October, November, December last year, and they turned it on in the second half. Now, it's hard to do that every single year, but um, that division isn't that great. You don't know if the Oilers will do what they've done all year. So I think Vegas still has some time to turn it around. But you're right. I I mean— Home barns across the league, uh, we've seen it in the playoffs every year. Teams go into any building, and they can win. Game sevens, the Blues, did at Bruins, right. two teams that were in the finals, they won road games all over the place.
2: Do you think the Avalanche, because like, they're 13-7-2, and, and the Blues are 14-4-5, so the Blues are a uh, Stanley Cup champs, and they have come out and gone 14-4-5. They, it would appear to me, are a very tough team to beat.
3: Blues are a great team. They won the Cup last year. They have not slowed down here. Uh, I like them in the Western Conference this year. I'm not saying they're going back to the Cup. It's so hard to get back when you win it, but they're a really strong team. All right,
2: uh, 855-212-4227 from Vegas. We're going to come back, and we're going to hear from Leo Santa Cruz. He's got a big fight tomorrow night against uh, Miguel Flores, and later in the hour we'll hear from the heavyweight champ of the world, Deontay Wilder. It's all on the Bench.